And boom, we are back. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Ghost Society Podcast, the greatest podcast community in the world. I'm here, your host, Monty. Go for the month. We're here to do it again. And I'm here with Madison today. What's up? What's up? How you feeling? Good. Not good, though, because you keep spelling my name wrong. It's okay. You'll get over it one day. So this is the interesting thing. This is what we talked about, right? So her name is Madison, M-A-D-I-S-O-N, right? Which is already spelled wrong. So then so then I'm like, okay, bet. So Maddie must be M-A-D-I-E. Like, that makes sense. If you spell Madison with a one D, you'll spell Maddie with one D. And she's saying that that's incorrect. I've never seen Maddie spelled with one D before. I've never seen Madison spell with one D. So it's just like, so it's like, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, you never seen it, then you never seen it. So that's my thought. I'm like, bet. Like, let me just, like, that'd be like if I just added, uh, like, you can't add letters for the nickname. How are you going to add letters? I mean, you add. Well, I guess you can't add letters. A letter for your nickname, Monty. No. Monty spelled with a Y. <laughs> and even if it was spelled with an E, there's an E in there too. So, no. If you spell it M O T M O N T I E, yeah, that's that- horrible. I would never spell my name that way. I've had people try to spell my name that way, and I get like offended. Like I don't get offended by a lot of things that offends me. Like I'm, I've been like, like I get ready to turn into a whatever the male version of carrot is. Like I'd be offended. Like I'd be hurt. Like yo, like what are you doing? You can't like. You can't do that. Um, yeah, I've seen the IE. That's wild. But like, have you ever came across a male Karen before? I think usually they're like older, like older, like older men. Oh, but like, like I feel like old cranky guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel, and I feel like at the same time they're also like, uh, like they do it. Like ironically, it seems like Karens will do it to your face, but. It, like it's the for like the male Karens do not like they'll always say like a slot thing on the side or like a sly comment you know what i mean that's interesting so like i think we've i, I think you know this but i don't wear shoes to the gym like i put my sandals on no nah, it's amazing it's amazing because i don't have i don't have shoes that are fit i'm a size 14 so it's like so you can't find any like any sneakers that fit you like any like like i could find sneakers that fit quote unquote right but they're not like as comfortable as just me being like all right bet i'm just in socks i get to let my toes spread out like i'm not like confined to the shoe you know what i mean yeah like there's certain shoes i'll put on and if i put those shoes on like my foot is like this in that mode you know what i'm saying like i'm not like my foot out there crip walking in there so i can't i can't do that so it's like, all right, bet like. Find a gym that like accepts that. Like, well, no let shoes. me take my shoes off. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Twenty four hour fitness is pretty much suck. Like I feel like once you've gone past the twenty four hour fitness, and you're like, oh, this is what it's supposed to like. This is the environment I'm supposed to have in the gym, and you're like, got it. Now, like, don't get me wrong, they get the job done, right? At the end of the day, you can get in shape at the crib. So. You know what I'm saying? Like Planet Fitness, 24-hour fitness, whatever. But like when you get into a gym and it's like a real gym, it's nothing like it. 
Yeah. It's nothing like I'm that. excited for our little challenge in January. Facts. And speaking of which, so this will be coming out uh, probably in January. Uh, so, yeah, well, not probably. This will be coming out in January because December okay. is over. Uh, nope. On Monday, it's always on Monday. Oh, okay. It'll be a Monday in January. Um, but we're going to get into these topics, right? We're no, we're, we're, we know we're on the, what do you call it, the latter end of this little thing. But that's because we didn't really want it to be like, it's not this whole like culture storm of like trying to find the most trendy topics or whatever. When we feel like we feel like talking about them, that's when we talk about them. Or when you guys let us know you want to talk about it, that's when we talk about it. You know what I mean? So the big thing we'll get into today, finally, we're going to hop into this Andrew Tate thing. And I think one of the reasons we were going to hop, wait, we were waiting to hop into this because we wanted, we wanted Madison to be on here. We wanted the female perspective. We wanted to get a different uh, viewpoint than, than the normal ones you're used to getting, right? All right, so let's hop into this thing. First off, I guess we just go for like the big picture, right? Uh, give us your synopsis on Andrew Tate. Okay, so Andrew Tate is for real an extremist, um, and that's how he gets a lot of people angry and upset at him. Um, and I feel like. <clears throat> With that uh, tactic, he can really, you know, decipher who's of the mob mentality and who thinks for themselves. So, like, you know, like you you've seen those interviews where it's like, why do you, why don't you like Andrew Tate? And they're like, oh, he's a misogynist, and then they can't right. give like, a solid example of him being a misogynist. It's right. Like, oh, they're just going with what, what people are saying because it feel it does feel wrong to like him mm-hmm. because he says he says all these extreme things. But my honest opinion, I think he's really really funny. I think he behind closed doors is actually a really cool guy that's like respectful towards women. He just well, let's not say behind closed doors because neither one of us know know this dude well, personally. Like, I mean, like, I mean, like, like not not like if he's not online, he's not that extreme. Like, he's a normal mm-hmm. guy, but he's he just has a lot of money and a lot of girls, and apparently he has children too, and so does his brother. I heard some like small thing about it i i had stopped like following the whole thing eventually but like i did hear like that like recently showed up like apparently he has kids or something and i was like wait what like oh okay but i know he mentioned uh he mentioned in like a interview like a long time ago somebody asked him if he had kids and he said like hey even if i did i wouldn't talk about it so i guess it makes sense that we didn't know about it so but one thing i do really appreciate about him is that he literally says that like his his view on depression is that like it's not real and that's extreme to say but some people do have like a like a imbalance in their brain where depression is an actual thing for them but for Mm. a lot of people it really is mental strength and if his whole thing is like like, yeah, like, his whole attitude is, I 
am in control of my brain, my thoughts, my emotions. Therefore, I can't get depressed. And I think that is a really, really strong mentality to have that will like save you in this life. Not just for depression, but like anxiety, stress, fear, all that stuff. Like, you know. Yeah, facts. I would have, I, that is one of the things that when I saw it, like, like you said, like, of course, there's always like these slight exceptions, uh, right? With the people who do actually have like a chemical imbalance and everything else. But yeah, that was one of the things that when I saw that, that was, it was, it was funny because it gets me into, I guess it gets me into my point about Andrew Tate or like my opinion about Andrew Tate. I feel like the biggest thing is that he is willing to say the things that a lot of people in general like agree with but because of the way culture has been going we've just been not allowed quote unquote to say and he's been like nah fuck that like i'm gonna say what needs to be said um whether it be you know what i'm saying extreme or not or his opinion or not or whatever so that's kind of my thing that's the thing i kind of like i guess you would say like admire him for like being willing to say what needs to be said or being willing to go against uh what it's told you are not allowed to say and saying it anyway, because you like, you think it's the right thing to do. Right. If we were to talk about, right. I guess the, the person that kind of ended up taking that over recently would be like Kanye. Right. Do I agree with Kanye's viewpoints? Not really. No, but at the same time, he is willing to go against the blueprint of like, Oh, you can't say that. Oh, you can't say that. And he's like, no, nah, watch me. Like, watch me say what I'm going to say because I think it's right. Now, whether he's right or not, isn't he, like whether he's right or not, I don't think he's right. But whether he's right or not isn't even the point. The fact is he was willing to still say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, think, what do you think Kanye's not right about? Like, what do you what has he said? I think so. I haven't gone into all the Kanye interviews. Like, I can only take but bits and pieces of Kanye sometimes. So I only got to watch the 20 minutes with uh he did like a 20 minute thing where he had like a 20 minute timer in the back i watched that whole interview and mostly because because like the interviews were like an hour hour and a half two hours and i'm like this is a lot of time of like doing this but i'm like all right bet so but the little 20 minute one i just got to watch that and it was almost like a little synopsis of some of the stuff he was trying to say so i know like one of the things he was talking about was his whole situation with his family about how he can't see his kids and stuff like that like that was a big thing um and i'm a i'm like it's as a like as a man and as somebody who wants to be a dad it's very hard for me to not like feel for a person who is like whether you agree with his mindset or the shit he believes in or whatever at the end of the day it's the father like he he is he is the father of kids and he's a he's a father who's actually trying to be in his kid's life you know what I mean? And with the amount of deadbeats that we have and how easy it would be for him to just be like, all right, whatever. Like, it would be less stressful for him to be a deadbeat with all this shit that's going on. It would be much less stressful for him to just be like, all right, bet I'm going to just go off then and do like all the like talk about all the other stuff. But instead, he's like, no, like I'm fighting to try to like I'm trying find fighting to have my kids. And that, and that, that whole situation it's like, dang, even famous people have to worry about that. Even famous men yeah. have to worry about not being able to see their kid because their wife or their ex-wife is not letting them see their own kid. And it's like, yeah. damn, that's rough. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. And it's, it's like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, is there probably, 
I can't even say like, is there a limit, but is there like parts of it that I like I understand from women when they say like, oh, he's crazy or oh, and I say he, I mean like any guy who tries to see their kids, um, but they are not, I guess you would say gold star father figures or whatever. And they're like, I, don't get me wrong, like I understand that, but even still, like even bad, bad dads, quote unquote, are still better than none. Like statistically, we've seen that even the bad ones who have like bad parents still come out better than those who like don't have their dad at all. So the fact that he wants to and that like court and all this other bullshit is like stopping him. Like, I think that's just I think it's just wrong at the end of the day. Like the man should be able to see his kids. The man should be able to be a father at the end of the day. Like, because I think I think like mothering and fathering. I don't think. I think those become, I think those are the few things that like you become that are actual like identities, right? So becoming a football player, you, you are, you are not just hopefully you're not just a football player, right? Like that is not necessarily, doesn't have to be your identity, but like, if you are a father, like you are a father, right? Like you can't run from it. Even if you're a deadbeat, you're still a deadbeat dad, right? Like, that is your identity. And so for someone to like be trying to take that from him, I think it's just wrong at the end of the day. Um, but then you go into the other things that he talks about with Jewish people and everything else. And then I'm like, I, I don't have enough information or whatever, or well, I'm not tapped well, in enough to really go into that. He, his whole thing was like, oh, he said he likes Hitler. And I'm like, wow, that is a big statement because so he says likes Hitler. Does he like ex- expand on that? Well, because his his argument was that Hitler Hitler wasn't all bad. Like he didn't do all bad things, and for the little good stuff he, I guess he did do. That's why Kanye likes him. But then again, I don't know. Maybe he's just doing an Andrew T tactic, like just saying these extreme things to get people to think about Hitler in a different way. But that was. And that's it. Yeah. And it's kind of like, is it really smart to have this thing going on with you? Like this whole controversial statements going on with you when you know you can't, you know, you're, you, you and your children, like you can't see them right now. Like I feel like all of us making it a lot harder for him to see his kids. Yeah, that is the unfortunate part. That is the part I, I definitely agree with that. What he's doing isn't helping, right? If he, like, like if it's already kind of going very down bad for you, like you're kind of doubling down now. It's like, all right, like don't get me, but I I understand it to the extent that even though I'm not going to see my kids, if if because at this point, right, we have to at least from the information he's giving us. But one thing I can say is that he truly believes it, right? Whatever he's saying, he believes. Whether you think it's good, like whatever he's saying, he truly believes, right? So it's kind of like, okay, is this one of those things that it's like, I'll live by the sword, I'll die by the sword. Like, I know, is he like, I know that I know that this is like, I'm socially destroying and not even socially, but like, like going, like I'm destroying my 
image, my title or whatever, right? Like I'm making it like harder to see my kids and things like that because I know that I know like in his mind that he's right about whatever it is that he's saying. You see what I mean? Where if he goes like, even if I end up losing my kids at the end of the day, people will think people will realize that I was right. And that will hopefully be the thing that helps me get my kids back. Like he's just doubling down on it. And he's just like, I'm going to go all the way until people, until people agree with me, I guess. Right. And that's a, that's an interesting tactic. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey, you got to decide. It must be because I don't know, like he might, Something, maybe he knows something that we don't know, and he's really trying to educate us on everything and like, make us see everything from all points of view. Because I don't know, something could be coming. We want to know what's coming, you know? Something right. Like and with somebody of his uh, status and wealth, right, it's, it's easy to kind of be like, and, and that's the thing about like, that Kanye stands because as a music person, I, as, as music goes, I'm a fan of Kanye, right? But the Kanye stands are the one that's like, no, 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 there's a deeper meaning. There's a deeper meaning. There's a deeper meaning. That's the farthest I can go with it is like, I know every time he goes off, an album's about to drop. So I'm like, oh, okay, bet. Like, that's all I think in my mind. I'm like, what is this next album going to be like? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the last time when he was going off was, I believe, was like, uh, was him saying how we got like saved again or whatever, or before? No, because we had another. Right, he had like the documentary, and then we got Donda and Donda Two. Then there was the ones before that when he kind of like got saved again or whatever, and that's how we got like uh uh oh my gosh, I hate myself for forgetting these. That's how we got Sunday uh service. Thank you. Jeez. I, that's wild. I can't believe I forgot that. That's how we got Sunday service and Jesus is King. That's why I was thinking Sunday King instead of like the two. Um, you see what I mean? So like every little rant is like, is his attempt at like, I got new, like, Oh, album just dropped. Like it drops out of nowhere. It drops late or whatever. Like, so it's like, I don't know. Is it, is it another just stunt? Is it another? I guess it's one of those things we're going to find out, right? But taking that and then back into the Andrew Tate thing, the thing that I think both of them have been using, right, is using these insane, very loud and very extreme statements to try to make a point. Yeah. And at the, like, I guess you would say at the, the the turning point right so i guess like when andrew tate got canceled quote unquote even though he actually got more popular after getting canceled but even after andrew tate got canceled so uh like it was a that was when it was like okay i guess i see what you're trying to do now because once it happened then it was like because my whole thing i was like i was thinking the very much same thing i was like he's funny right like he's obviously not like you can if you pay attention, like even half attention, you can tell he's not like a hundred percent serious about every single thing that he says, right? Like you can see the smirk, you can see the whatever, like you get like literally watch like two interviews and you can understand the sense of humor, like sense of humor. Like I feel like I know mad people with the same sense of humor. Like it's not like they say 
whole statements and then they'll and then they just look at you because they're just <laughs> waiting for you to react off off the whatever wild thing they said like it's so that's the thing i'm like people people are going away to i think people well i think people in general just get offended for no re like for the smallest shit but i think it's, it got to the point where like they're going like way too uh like deep with it and like taking everything he says to heart. Now people take a lot of things personally. So much stuff. And it's just like this is not necessarily the case. Like some things just are not like if it doesn't ev- like first of all, if it doesn't evolve you, then how is it offending you? Right. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is just like, yeah, people it's just like, hey bro, sometimes people are just gonna say shit. And if you don't want to listen to it, just turn it off. That's my whole yeah. thing. Like I- I get that, and I also get why I get that that point of view, and I also get why people are so upset because they're you could you could you just said oh like it doesn't involve you, but then somebody else's uh, argument could be oh but he's a he's influencing young people, and, and that's what I yeah that was what I was gonna say next I think honestly, that that was the part that it was like like if you want to call I don't know if you want to call it collateral damage but it kind of is do I think. Like in no way, shape, or form, because I think if you if you listen to anything you said, like I don't think in any way, shape, or form, his necessarily his mindset coming in was to influence like 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds. You know what I'm saying? Now he's done interviews with like sixteen and seventeen year olds, but that's like the age of like, all right, hey dude, like you're about to leave high school, you're about to enter the real world, like let's grow the fuck up type shit. So, but like. So I, I think there was a I saw like a video or something that came up onto my onto my feed and it was like, hey, um, what does it say? It was a teacher and it was like a sixth grade, seventh grade teacher or something like that, like a middle school teacher. And she was talking about Andrew Tate and how it's affected her classroom. Now, again, like those are the things where it's like, damn, like this is not helping. This is not helping his side, I think. Because it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but those are actual kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's zero, there's like, it's one of those things where it's like, why are these little kids? Because they're just, because they're not even to the age where they can pick apart what's a joke and what's not. Because they're not old enough to even understand that. And then now they're like walking around, like telling like the, the 13-year-old girls their age that they're like, uh... Like any of the wild things that Andrew Tate has said. And it's just like, what are you like what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? But I guess you can't really blame the kids because that's what they're watching. But and at the same exactly time, can right. you blame him for putting something like, okay, because I always some I think it's like a comedian who like I think comedians have this like thing where they say, Am I responsible for the dumbest person in my audience? And I hundred percent agree with that. Like Am I responsible for the dumbest person in my audience, especially if it's on the internet? Now, if I'm in a room, right? Like, I can read the room, but they're like, this is not a room. This is the internet. So, am I, am I, do I have to dumb down every single thing to the point that, like, a five year old is going to get it? Or should I say what needs to be said for the adults and, if you didn't, if you didn't like whatever you needed to do to censor your kids away from certain things on the internet, or you don't teach your kids how to navigate the internet or whatever, 
like that's on me now. Like it's on me that your six year old is in school, like talking about his Bugatti. Like that's not that's not. I don't think that's on me. It's Bugatti. Like, because you can say the same thing about like just change the topic, right? It'd be like, oh well, uh, rated M or what's the no? That's 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 video games. What's the other one? Uh, rated R movies should be canceled because. A, stu- uh, a child could like go through and just click that he's 18 or older and then watch rated R movies. And it's like, yeah, but is the movie responsible for making sure your kids don't watch it? Yeah. You That's see what exactly- I'm saying? Yeah. Like kids, kids that young should not be on social media. Like, That's why I'm not, I'm not, I'm not letting my children my young children get TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and that until they're like at least I don't even know. At least old enough to, to old enough to realize like what's real, what's not. And or or old enough where they have their own moral standards, values that they came up with on their own and the help of me and you know their dad growing up. You know, it's like too many young like people are on social media and it's like a plague. It's a plague and it's toxic and they're just too young for that. So Yeah. I don't and like and also the whole like like everything that we talked about these past couple of days, they're just too young to to absorb. It's it's too much for them to absorb. That's an interesting thought because I was when you said it, I was I was like, I'm partially in, a, in agreement, but then I'm not at the same time, because I think, well, we we know that after a certain age, like it's something very young that like the majority of your child's influence is going to come from school. Right. right. So it's going to be a thing of like, all right, even if we don't, even if even if we don't let them have one, they're still going to see it from like their friends phones. Right. Like we like we know elementary school kids with iPhones. So it's like, can you shelter them from the Internet, really? Or is it a thing where, like, I think it's going to be a thing where we just have to teach them how to navigate it. Right. And that's the thing where I think it's going to be like um, making sure now, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, say I got no fucking kids. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's like, hey, like, if my child just like trust me enough to come to me to ask me questions or at least trust me enough to know that like he's not going to he or she's not going to get in trouble for asking me questions or whatever. If they have thoughts, feelings about something, then I think you're going to I think I, I, I think I would be better off knowing that than like because I've seen the sheltered kids. Right. And seeing the sheltered kids is either I, I, and from my limited understanding Every show, every person I've met who's been sheltered, they either get unsheltered eventually and they go like they go crazy and all that, like all the teaching or whatever you try to establish or whatever is actually just a prison. And they're like, yo, I'm free. I'm like, I'm doing what I want to do now. Right. Or they end up like continuing on that sheltered path into the sense of like. First, it was I want to keep them away from it until they understand. 
But now, instead of trying to understand so they can, like, be a be a healthy part of it or be a healthy part of their lives, they just, like, never know anything about it ever. And they just live life, like, adult lives, like, covered. Like, the world is just not actually revolving. So, I get that. And I would say for myself that I've been pretty sheltered in my life. Um, and... I feel like even if I do like do not let them have like a social media, you know, when they're young, they're still going to go to school and hear these and hear different things. So I think, you know, that paired with, hey, whatever you have a question about, about life or whatever, you can come to me and your dad. We can talk about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they still have, like, if they still have all these things in their phone. They're going to be on my phone at school, blah, 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 and then be on the phone all night, all night long. It's like, I'd rather them not have it here at school and then let me tell them what it really is, you know? And That's facts. I mean, like, sheltered kids, we, we, we get, we, you know, like, we, we, we hear what we're supposed to hear in due time, you know? Um, and... And yeah, I have a whole like list of things in my brain that I'm gonna teach my kids that I wasn't taught, you know. Because I was I was a little bit too like? So well, like relationships, like how to treat a guy, how to treat a guy, how to spot when someone's not taking you seriously, how to, you know, value hard work and work ethic. Um, I'm going to teach them what will happen if they don't do this, don't do that. If they do do this, do do that. I'm going to give them like real, real, real examples on things. I'm going to have a sex talk with them. I never had a sex talk. Um, I'm going to give them, give them the drug talk. I never had the drug talk. Like I was like, like I, I didn't even have any of these talks, so I never knew, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm going to let them know about these things before they even. I'm going to let them know about a lot of things before they even have the chance to just stumble upon it and then experiment on their own, you know? Facts. And it's, I would, I would say that's facts. I think it's one of those things where like, I think we have to understand that as scary as it is, we have to, because I've done, uh, I've gotten the like great opportunity of doing like, uh, middle, uh, mentoring, like middle schoolers, mentoring, I do. I never did elementary. That was maybe like volunteering or whatever, but like actually getting the mentor that was like middle schoolers and things and then understanding and being on school grounds, like walking the halls of the school, like being in class with students and actually getting an understanding of like, oh, like I think this was 2019. So it was like, oh, like this is what the hell is going on in schools. Like what we thought is not the case. Right. Like one of the things I saw, cause I, I got the, I got the opportunity from the school's resource officer and she's showing me around the school. It's a great little school or whatever in a small, and this is a small town. So this is the country. And the thing that, the thing that I like about it being in the country is that you're getting the diluted version, right? This is the a country town in the South. So I'm like, all right, if you know, if this is happening here, it's happening everywhere. Right. And she goes, we're like on the, like the second floor, third floor, whatever, on like the 
we're, if I know it wasn't the eighth graders. It was like the sixth or seventh graders. And she's telling me how um, there's like a, 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 she's telling me how there's like a, what is the word I'm looking for? Like at the end of the hall, there's apparently a blind spot that cameras can't reach and how she's like caught like students, like having sex in the blind spot, like in the halls. And I'm like, I'm sorry, this is who? And yeah, these are like sixth or seventh graders. I knew she didn't say eighth grade, but I knew she said sixth or seventh grade. So I'm like, yeah, these are like 12, 13, like 11, 12, 13 year olds who are like getting down and dirty, like already. So this idea that we're going to shelter our kids away from anything, it's just not going to work. Like as soon as kids hit puberty and they're like, huh, what is, what does this thing do? Right. As soon as they do that, there's another kid already who somehow knows what that it does because of their older brother, older sister, or whoever the heck is, whoever the heck is else is in their lives or the internet. And they're like, let me show you. And they're doing it in school. So it's like, yeah, I think, yeah. I get that. Um, I, I remember when I first, I was a freshman or sophomore in high school when I realized, when I found out that middle schoolers were having sex. And I was like, what? In middle school, I was watching Hatchet Musical. I was, you know, outside with my brothers. Like, I was, I didn't even know what sex really was in middle school. So it's just crazy, like, how different people grow up and but I do think that you know you make friends with who you are like and my friends didn't really in, in high school we didn't really talk about or do drugs or talk about sex or do like have sex or like that like me and my friends in high school we didn't do any of that because we all were all kind of like the sheltered kids we all hung around each other yeah and then, but you went to a bigger school, right? Like, what was your graduating class? Like, how many people? It was a lot. I don't remember. It was a lot, though. It was DSA. More than. I hmm? don't. Like, I'm bad with numbers. So I have no idea. It was okay, a lot. more than a hundred. Yeah. More than two hundred. Maybe around. It was probably like one fifty, two hundred. Around there. Okay. When, because I know you had, you graduated in the, in your like gymnasium. Where was y'all's graduation? It was at Duke. The Duke Copy. Stadium. So most likely more than two or 300 people. So yeah. I went to a school that was 100 max. Like my class, my graduating class was 85 people. So wow. the only difference is when you're in that school, you did sports, right? I did cheer. Or you did some type of thing. Do you know what, like, what's it called your school was? Like 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A? Okay, bet. So I was, I was trying to remember. I was like, that would help me. But we were like a 1A school. So we were the smallest, uh, like, class size of, like, 15, class size of, like, 20 type shit, right? So in that environment, that's incredibly difficult because... So take your size and then just shrink the percentages, right? So I think of my graduating class, 30, like they six, they said it, and I'm trying to remember, like 30% were athletes. Like 30, like, so that's what, 30 out of 100? Like that's a lot of damn athletes, right? So then like your little sheltered group is only like five people. Like it's only like five people, right? Because 
there was like the honors classes. And it was funny because when we had honors classes, our honors or AP classes, all the honors and AP students were together. Like it was almost like we looked like a group of middle schoolers because we would just walk from this class to the next honors class to the next honors class. Like we're just all in the same classes. Like there was no like, like if there was a new person in that class, like you knew, like we're like, hey, you do honors math? That's crazy. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just in this, one. like whatever, right? So that's the only one where it's like, all right, that like you you can find a group because I know people will say this that you know every you know every parent is like, well, just don't hang out with them, and it's like, all right, so your options are have no friends, or like be friends with the wrong group and. Well, you can say whatever the fuck you want to say about it. Do I think that's right? I think it'd be better to have no friends. But that's me as an adult saying that. You're not doing that as a fucking high schooler. Like, this is like, if you're like, I want friends, which is pretty much every adolescent until until adulthood for some past adulthood for a lot. So it's like, are you are are you really going to tell your kids it's better for you to have no friends? Yeah, you're going to tell them that and they're going to be like, nah, bro, bump that. Like, I'm I'm not going to be lonely at this table. It feels horrible. Like, no one wants to be the odd one out. So it's like, you got to you gotta trade and do whatever, right? So, but, well, you know what I'm saying? We'll get into that. Like, that's just a thing you can like, take with a grain of salt. Like, obviously, at the end of the day, neither one of us got fucking kids. And who knows what it's gonna, what's going to happen? And who knows how shit is going to change in five, six, seven, eight, ten years or whatever the fuck. So it's like... No. Uh, Because I was homeschooled, and it was the worst. Like, homeschooling sucks. Like, it actually sucks. It was like, and don't get me wrong, it was a thing that, like, we just ended up having to do it because we had to do it. Um, We ended up having, like, issues with, like, we're trying to go to a private school, and we just ended up having issues with them, blah, 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 and we just never ended up doing it that year, so we ended up doing homeschooling my eighth grade year and it was horrible like not a fan um just because it's people have different ideas about like okay that's the one i feel like i can i can go into because people have different ideas about it and everything and don't get me wrong there were there are certain positives to being homeschooled and i know people have you know issues with the education system and shit like that don't get me wrong the education system is not fucking great we're both in north carolina and i think north carolina is like 49th out of 50 or 48th out of 50 or i guess it'd be yeah 48th out of 50 as far as like uh how the schooling is set up or whatever like i'm i'm not uh what's the word i'm looking for i'm not i'm not knocking that part but at the end of the day, I think, like I said, like your like your child's biggest amount of social interaction is going to be in those seven hours, eight hours at school. And so for you to take away that social interaction, I think it's it it ends up like bringing them to either be that was the one that I would say is my version of being sheltered. Right. When yeah. my ninth grade year, like I knew everyone at my school. Because I'm like, I'm talking to nobody. Like, it's been me and my brothers. Now, at the end of the day, did it also low-key help me and my brother's relationship? Like, I wouldn't even say it helped it because it was like, we just around each other all the time. So we kind of got used to it. And we were always around each other all the time just because our ages are so similar. Like, he's only a year and a half younger than me. We have this, like, that doesn't change much shit, especially as an adult. You're the same age as an adult. Like, he's a year. Like, oh, you're the same age. 
Like, yeah. so, like, and that, like, that's what it turned into because it was like, bro, I went from like, we're just at the library every day. And there's some other little homeschool kids or whatever, but they've been homeschooled since, you know, kindergarten or whatever. So that's whatever. You don't even see them every day. So it was like, whatever. And then I got into ninth grade and I was like, I, I knew everyone. Like my high school was, uh, it was the first year it opened. So it was only up to ninth grade because it was the first year. So they had sixth, seventh, eighth and ninth grade. Like, I knew the middle school faculty and I knew the high school faculty. Like I knew, cause I was like, bro, there's, we just been graduating class. No, I didn't stay at that school. I would have been, but I didn't stay at that school. I, I transferred my junior year. Um, but then like my brother got very, like one of my brothers got like just very comfortable being with themselves. And it didn't, luckily it didn't turn out to be a negative thing. Uh, cause it was like just very difficult. We're just always around people like as a like as a family so that like the whole like he would i would consider him to be the mo- most in like the he's the second youngest i would consider him to be the most introverted or the no i guess i him to be one of the more introverted ones out of the four of us but he's still like when he gets around people he's still like he's still gonna open up to the room he's still gonna own that room when he walks in but he don't need to be in that room where for me, it was like, I need, like, where is the room with the most amount of people I right now? Yeah. 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 I need to be in, like, going to college was like, I was just like at every event or function because I'm like, the worst place I can be right now is alone in my room. Like, that's, that you, was the worst place in the entire school. Did I ever tell you my, like, I was, like, how shy I was, how shy I used to be? Like the maybe okay. So at DSA we have seven classes, and Mm -hmm. freshman year, my first year there at DSA, I was super uber duper, uber super duper shy. So like, I went in there, and I the first week of school, the first day, I forgot my locker combination. So I walked around all day long all week long with seven textbooks in my book bag. And I walked around that whole campus all week long because I was too shy to go into the main office and ask for help to get into my locker. So because of all that strenuous labor on my back, I got really sick. I got really sick the first week of school. And then I finally mustered up the courage to ask them hey, can you help me? I need help with my locker. I can't open my locker. I don't know the combination. I forgot it. And then they're like, oh, yeah, here, here it is. And then it was like <laughs> a, a five-minute fix. And I'm like, really? I could have been. Yeah. Like, I was so shy. That's crazy. Man, that's insane. Yeah, I was the exact opposite. Like, like it was, that's just, I always figure, like, how that's funny. And do you, where do you think, like, Cause I can't necessarily, I can't even really point out where. Do you think you can point out like the instances where parts of your personality came from? Like, what drug you to like make it to high school and then be like, nah. What do you mean, like when I started like, coming in my shell more? No, like what got you? Is do you think there was a thing that got you in your shell? 
Well, yeah, it was like DFA is a huge school. So, when, so I came from a Montessori school. So, like, I came from a hallway with four classrooms to like this big old campus. And for me, I was always an introvert. So I loved. I was like the rare child that loved being at home and didn't like being in school. Like, I loved being at home with my parents and my brothers. Like, that was my oasis, right? And then school, especially DSA, was this big, scary place, downtown Durham in the city. And around junior year, well, I, I would say when I, I first broke out of my show more, when I realized that I was, like, cute because... <laughs> Because this boy, well, I had a couple crushes in high school that liked me in freshman year. But then this boy really liked me, and he was, uh, he played basketball, and he was like, Yeah, Madison, like, I like you, blah, blah, blah. And then we dated for a couple weeks, and I broke up with him because I just didn't like the way he dressed. I thought he was, like, I thought he was a corny guy, right? Mm-hmm. This dude, he tried to kiss me. On the last day of school, in front of the science building, and he went in for the kiss, and I moved my head to the side, and he kissed me on my cheek. And I came home, and I told my mom that story, and we busted out laughing. And then I think after that, I broke up with him. So yeah, it hurt this man's heart. Yeah, it was really. I, yeah, I think around then, it was when I was like, okay, like I'm cool. But yeah. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting because it's get it's it's making me think about the the nature versus nurture thing, mm-hmm. right? So like my mom has a story of like so my mom has stories of like people babysitting me like as a like a toddler or whatever, and I was just never like me or my brothers were just never. You would think like oh man like I'm about to watch four boys that are what I guess it would be all right. We're back so. I know, like, my mom has stories of, like, when, like, so imagine if, like, somebody's like, hey, like, can you watch my boys? And they're like, oh, yeah, how old are they? And it's like, oh, yeah, six, four, two. Or it's like seven, five, three. Or eight, six. I almost fucked it up. (laughs) Eight, six, four. Right. And, you know, everyone, as soon as people hear that, they, as as soon as you say that, the audience goes, oh. And you're like, and they're like, no, like my mom continuously has stories of like people watching us or people being hesitant to watching us. And then they watch us and they're like, yo, like. This was the easiest babysitting gig I've ever had. Like you three are easier than one. Like it's ridiculous because it was just obviously it was one of those things of like, hey, man, we had a black mom in the hood, bro. You better not damn embarrass me. Like that was that. And then we're just very simple creatures. Like as toddlers, we were like, hey, man, feed us entertain us or give us something to entertain us and we good. we're good like we're good like we're literally good like i just need to be entertained and fed and it's <laughs> almost still damn true to this day like it's just, it's just super super simple so yeah. it was like so that was a it was funny because we just never had an issue with like strangers or like different people being around it was even to the point where like my mom would be like, no, like when you were a kid, we would go to Walmart and you're and you hear a song on the radio. I hear like Michael Jackson on the radio and start moonwalking through the hallways, like being the center of attention or being that like whatever that person has has, I guess you would say, been like always there. 
So, but my dad has that personality. A lot of my family has a lot of my family on my dad's side has that kind of personality too. So it was like, is personality is your personality genetic? Or is your personality based off the influences coming around? Right. And then, you know, there are other people who are like, Yeah, I have the exact opposite of my parents' personality. So it's like that's always an interesting question I've always tried to understand, right? Like is your personality is it like passed down? I think that for me, my case, like my family is introverted. My mom, my dad, my older brother, my younger brother, we're all introverted. That's why we all love cats. We all love being inside. We all just we just love being at home and having our own space. And when we got older, I started to be the more extra, like I'm the extroverted one in my family, in my brothers, my siblings. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm the extroverted one uh, for sure. I, I think I realized that. Uh, when did I realize that? I want to say like maybe more of like church days, mm-hmm. maybe church days, and I think after. You, you know, the, that three-year-long relationship is when I realized. Mm-hmm. And I think also after after college, after college is when I realized that, oh, yeah, I can, I could put on, you know, but I would prefer, <laughs> I would prefer being here. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, not opposite, but it's like, that's interesting, right? Because like you said, like that introversion kind of came from your family, your family. And I would say, like, I would, I would say when it comes to, like, family stuff, that is where I'm, you know, still looking at that, right? It's like, that's, that's the interesting one for me because I come from, I guess, technically, right? My grandparents on my, or not technically, my grandparents on my dad's side and my mom's side are all from Alabama, right? All from the South. And then... My grandma on my mom's side moved to Ohio, and that's how I ended up in Ohio. My grandma on my dad's side is still in Ohio. My dad was the one who my dad was the first person in, in his family to like get the hell out of this, get the hell out of uh Alabama. So and then he kind of just traveled around the country for a little bit until he ended up in Ohio. So and then, then boom, there's me, right? So that's always kind of the interesting thing because I guess my mom's side is a little more kind of family driven. My dad's side is family driven, but my dad is not. So your, is your dad an introvert? No, my dad is more extroverted than I am. Who's the so, most introverted person in your family? Is it Mason? The most introverted person in my family is very interesting because it is McKinley. It is the youngest person in my family. It mm-hmm. kind of makes sense. Because it went two years apart and then 10 years later. <laughs> right? So I'm 23, 21, 19, 13. Like, there's a huge gap. So with that gap, even with trying to be you know, good big brothers or whatever the hell you want to call it, you know, saying trying to get him involved in whatever the hell we're getting involved with, you can only do but so much, right? Yeah. Like, I'm 16... Wait, because let's see, I'm 23 and he's 13, so that's 10 years, right? I'm 16, he's six. Like, 
Yeah. I'm only going to the park a bus so damn much. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. luckily the good thing, and I think I think it's very interesting how it's kind of playing out. The one thing we could all do together was play basketball. Uh, well, not all. So eventually, like when when we all get our own personalities and go our separate ways, the third youngest was like, "Nah, this sports shit is not for me." Right? He he stopped that before high school. Uh, but the uh, but McKinley, any ball in his hand, he is down. Like he is down to play. He was like he was going to some. Very interesting middle school, and like they all play, they mostly play soccer. So he was playing soccer there, like what, like but basketball is just love, and that was the one that when he got a little bigger, we could all play together. And now it just happens to be that he's thirteen, and like, well, I guess he's twelve until, or is he thirteen now? I don't freaking know. Uh, he's one of those ages until um. Until like recently, because I've been gone for the last eight months, I've seen him this year, and he's like five eleven, like tall as shit. And I'm like, nah, bruh. Like this is not like this is this is don't even make sense. Luckily, like he's also like just per age wise, right? Me at what me at thirteen versus Mason at thirteen versus him at thirteen. He's the he's probably the best one. So it was like, yeah, hey, this is gonna work, right? Like it was, it just kind of. It luckily works for him because, like I said, right, I know what is potentially going on in these middle schools, right? And so the fact that he's in seventh grade, I'm very aware of, like, what could be going on. Yeah. So it was one of those things where, like, him being a little more introverted, I think, because of the fact that he wasn't, like, when you grow up and you have two other people always around, you can't be, like, that was like, like you couldn't be to yourself, Right. Me, me and my brothers took the school bus, like not the school bus. Me and my brothers took the city bus to school together. So we're always around each other. Where when he came about, that's after all of that shit. I got a car, da 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 da. Like you know, what I'm saying everything else is going on. So he wasn't really involved. And I think, I think it's part of the reason he's introverted, right? Um, the is thing that makes girls? it. Hmm. Is McKinley into girls right now? And that was that's getting me right to that point. So now. He's like the star player on his basketball team. Like we got, I got to see his. Uh, I don't know if it was the first game of the season or the second game of the season. I saw one of his games when I got to go home for Thanksgiving, and I'm sitting here watching this game, and I'm like, oh, okay, copy. Like he's the star basketball. Like he gets the ball, and like the moms are yelling McKinley. McK-. I'm like, oh, copy. Like he different. Like he 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 built different. Like he got the good genes out of nowhere. It was just ridiculous. Mind you, I'm taller than my dad, so I don't even know where the fuck his height is coming from. It's kind of ridiculous, but before yeah. I go on that tangent, um, and so he gets in, they don't win the game, but he's got like a double-double at the end of the game with like 14 points, 10 rebounds, and like he's getting a bucket. And like we were talking to him about the game or whatever, and this is the funniest shit. I still talk about this weeks later, and they don't like it, but I don't care. So like we're sitting there talking about the game, me, some of my homies, and uh, cause they came with us and we're like, bet let's all go see McKinley's game. Because we moved to North Carolina. McKinley was two or three or four or something like that. So everyone who grew up with me when I got to North Carolina has watched McKinley grow up. So we're all watching this first game, like, yo, this man's a bucket. So we're going to graduate him after the game, blah, blah, blah. And like two like little cheerleaders show up and they're like, hi, Mc- 
fucking lead. like trying to hug this man. We're like, oh, he got like actual cheerleaders. And he's like, <laughs> yo, he is so dis- now when he, I can't even nah, he wasn't even disrespectful. Like he so just goes, good. he just puts his hand out. He's like, hey, nah. And like shakes their hand. Like they try to go hug them. And he's like, hey, nah. And he shakes Why? their hand. And then he's not he's just like that's not my focus right now like that like he's just like he wakes up he like because now my dad lives there so they work out twice a day like that's just not his focus and which is great because if you want to do basketball the last thing that needs to be your focus is women so it worked out in his favor in that he moment he's like a pretty smart little dude i like that he's incredible he's a he's a nice little smart little dude smart talented he gets fucking work done is way better grades than I did at his age. So uh, it's nothing for me to be really worried about. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, my me at that age, it was like, I was, it was cool, but it was like, nah, bro, I was not. School has just never been a focus. So, yeah. but he loves basketball. So he knows in order to play basketball, he's got to do that. I didn't love basketball. So I was like, who cares? Right. When my senior year, when they were like, not eligible, I was like, cool, we'll just find some other shit to do. Like, it was no heartbreak. I was like, I just find some other shit to do. I just played basketball. You know, put me on the last the last year, so I know something to do that year, and I'm gonna find some other shit to do this year. Like, so, um, but since this is coming out in 2023, right? Let's talk about like, what do you think? Do you have any like plans coming up for this year? You have any goals you're trying to hit this year? Like, what is have you thought about what 2023 is going to look like for Madison? Um, so 2023, well, we're doing our, our 75 year challenge. I'm mm-hmm. very excited for that because I have some body goals that I want to hit. Um, and that, and also the, the most important thing, most important thing is I want to figure out what my next goal is in life. Um, and that's, that's kind of what I've been like struggling with lately. I feel like I reached a, a, a landmark in my, in my journey, my life journey. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm just kind of like floating. I'm trying to figure out what's next for me, you know? Right. So like I that this, moment when you read a book and you're like, oh shit, now what? Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Like when you finish a show and it's like, all right, what's next? You know? Like, oh, so like, yeah. yeah, like I got this really amazing job. Like I I don't even know how I got this job. I think well I know because I'm I'm pretty, you know, I'm responsible. I'm smart. I got I'm a financial aid advisor now, which pays pretty pretty decent money for me. And I feel like yeah, like I'm just at like a point in my life now where it's like, all right, what's next? You know, and this this area can be discouraging because I don't know, and I would prefer to live my life with a goal in mind. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a thousand percent sense. Yeah, and like this seventy five day challenge is cool. It's a, it's a nice goal. Like, um, department, you know, furnishing it more is my school, but I want a goal that can, like, that's, like, that really matters for me, my future, my life, all that stuff. Um, 
I, I do want to be a wife, you know, soon or whatever. And I'm, I'm in the process of that, but that's not in my control. So I, I need something in my control that I'm like working on, working towards, and I just haven't found that yet. So 2023, um, hopefully I'll find it in next year, I know. Um, so yeah nice like a like a uh like a like a year of discovery so to speak right like seeing mm -hmm. understanding like where you're trying to be uh i would say i guess you would say based on what you're saying i'm saying like more long term right because furnishing an apartment right even if you do it slowly it takes what six months right the 75 thing is three months right so it's like what is going to be the thing that at the end of the year you're like all right bet basically so i want i want to work towards something that will change my life like what i've been working towards that changed my life recently was moving out of my old apartment that was a bad situation into my like this is my first time living alone just like a major milestone and then and then and then getting this job it was like a a step into like my adulthood, like my first real step into my adulthood was getting this job. And that this job has changed my life. This apartment has changed my life. So like, I, I want, what's the next thing that I will be working towards that will change my life, you know? Mm, got you, got you, got you. That's a nice one, that's a nice one. Yeah, 2023 is gonna be very, very interesting. Uh, We've got things, or I say I, I've got things planned for the year personally things planned for the year professionally things or now I would say our, our goals for the year professionally and then uh goals for goals for the podcast man I got we have some very very interesting things very very a lot of things that we're hoping are going to really really change how we are not structured what's the word I'm looking for that's really going to change the trajectory of what we do here in 2023 uh I think 2023 is going to be a fun one right I believe that I think 2023 is going to be an interesting year. Um, yeah, hopefully sure. we don't have to talk about like these fucking pandemics in 2023. Like hopefully that's, I mean, I don't really talk about it at this point anymore. Anyway, I'm like, bro, that's, I, I'm sorry, but as a, as a, I'm sorry, but as a healthy 23 year old, <laughs> no, really no. me. so like, you know what I'm saying? Be mad if you want, but it is what it is. Right. So, uh, and then really, and then pushing to see what's going to happen, right? Like, there's so many things I want to say, but can't say yet. And that's why I'm like, ah, but definitely be looking out. Uh, March is going to be a, a very, very, March or April is probably going to be a very, very, uh, you'll see this thing very, very differently. Um, but I think this would be great. Yo, we did a smooth little hour, so I'm going to cut it here. Uh, welcome to the, I mean, not welcome, Jesus, we're, we're ending, but Thank you for joining us here at the Girl Society Podcast, the greatest podcast community in the world. Please uh, like, comment, let us know what you want to hear. So let, you, let us know what you want to talk about. Let us know. Uh, send us a voice memo so you can get featured on one of these episodes coming up uh, and share it. The best thing you can do for us is share it as you guys, as you guys obviously have seen, like we're not on like YouTube or anything else like that. So the best thing you can do is share it to help the SEO, the search engine optimization. So that way, when they go and search it in Google, we're the first thing that pops up. Uh, other than that, we love you. Again, Girl Society, greatest podcast community in the world. Peace. Peace.